Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. From great ones opting to make some dollar from their new Hollywood persona, to legitimate badasses turning their frustrations with the fans into a storyline development. This lot took what those watching on despised and decided to emphatically run with it. Gareth here from What Culture Wrestling, and here are 10 wrestlers who effing double down on your hate. Number 10, The New Day It's remarkable to think that there was actually a moment in time when the trio of Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods and Big E were pretty much unanimously rejected by the WWE corner of the wrestling fandom. Thrown together and into the tag mix while sporting an overwhelmingly positive gospel gimmick, branded as racist by many, even the first few flickers of audience connection eventually soured as the New Day's now legendary three-clap was typically met with a New Day Sucks response. The wise decision to have eventually call a heel turn audible was made and a new day was truly born. Gone was the largely uncomfortable gospel shtick, in its place was a borderline insane and consistently entertaining focus on the power of positivity. And sure enough, when finally given the ridiculous freedom to patronize and preach to the fans as oblivious villains instead of jarring heroes, it wasn't too long before the trio's undeniable chemistry nudged them into permanent fan favorite territory. Number 9. John Cena John Cena's rise from Boston Red Sox underdog to New York Yankees face that runs the place, made for one of the most intriguing developments of the last two decades. After initially stumbling on the back of a debut fueled by ruthless aggression, Cena eventually found his footing in the snapback and jerseys of a certain doctor of thugonomics, and despite being framed as an evident heel out of the lyrical gates, fans simply could not resist getting behind the cocky rapper and main event superstardom felt inevitable. Far from opting to fluidly adapt to the sound being sent his way upon reaching the top of the mountain though, WWE clearly felt there was infinitely more value in Super Cena frequently overcoming the odds, regardless of the ever-growing friction being felt in the older corners of the audience, and even defiantly refused to embrace the hate whilst locking horns with the big red mayor of Knox County back in 2012. And outside of the odd NWO wink in a certain Firefly funhouse, Cena and WWE simply would not bow to the demands of those who wanted to see him turn his back on those fruity pebbles. Number 8. Batista 
Due to Daniel Bryan's unrivaled babyface popularity around the time of his return, Batista was eventually reintroduced as a face and rejected by the masses on the back of picking up a Royal Rumble victory. But it would still take a few weeks before the penny finally dropped for Vinnie Mac and his ignorant gang. With the former World Heavyweight Champion still rammed down fans' throats as a babyface up to Elimination Chamber, a night that saw the dreaded Batista chants forged. Thankfully, that infamous evening was the last straw for all involved. And the Guardians of the Galaxy star was finally given the freedom to add some fuel to the hatred-infused flames he was surrounded by at the time. Brian and the rest of the audience's faves were branded as not real men by Baddy Batista. The heel legend promised to take home the big belt at Mania 30, and before long, a villainous evolution were once again causing havoc as they collided with a white-hot shield. Number 7. The Rock the People's Champion found himself faced with a rather unexpected turn of events back in 2002. After it became public knowledge that The Rock was set to leave the world of wrestling behind for a spell to pursue a career in acting, the once universally adored Rocky started to feel the heat from his devoted faithful. And by the time he'd done the favors to Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam 2002, the Great One undoubtedly knew it was time for a change in response to the persistent negativity. Sure enough, when he did finally re-emerge in early 2003, the hero of The People Rock was out, and in was the Hollywood Rock persona that arguably made him the hottest character in the industry overnight once again. Instantly iconic rock concerts designed to inspire even more abuse than he was already organically provoking, doubling down on the entitled movie star visual fans had already formulated in their minds, and the sort of excessive entrance that screamed, I'm better than you before Maxwell did, this rock was now consistently cooking up the hatred and plainly relishing the smell. Number 6. Edge and Lita While they both most definitely found success as babyface entities earlier on in their WWE runs. There's no question that Edge and Lita's stock rose to a whole new level on the back of some real-life drama kicking off a spell of widespread rejection from the fandom. With the legitimate behind-the-scenes chaos caused by Lita and Matt Hardy's relationship breaking down due to the former's affair with Edge being made public by Hardy in April 2005, Lita in particular started to see her popularity take a nosedive. Sensing that there could still be a positive to be found in such a toxic and uncomfortable scenario, though, the villainous duo fully embraced their roles as the most hated twosome in the company. Admitting to Sam Roberts' wrestling podcast, My mindset was, we're here now, so I'm going to use this and try if you want to think you know me. I'm going to use this to fuel if you want to hate me, I'll give you reasons. And between despicable live sex celebrations and regularly taking aim at the folks in arenas, the rated R superstar provided more than a few over the years. Number 5. Ronda Rousey Things look to be going pretty swimmingly for the baddest woman on the planet during her jaw-dropping rookie year within the wrestling business. A match of the night display at WrestleMania 34 during her debut was soon followed by a Raw Women's Championship win that eventually set her on an inevitable collision course with a certain Becky Lynch. And that's when the wheels started to come off this babyface train. With the man undoubtedly sitting as the underdog of all underdogs within the promotion at the time, and only generating more support in the wake of getting her face smashed in by Nia Jax in the thick of a brawl to set up Rousey versus Lynch at Survivor Series 2018, the former UFC bantamweight champion was eventually visually flustered over the speed in which fans turned their back on her on the night of the pay-per-view itself. But WWE thankfully had the intelligence to understand that there was only one man in town, allowing Rousey to finally turn fully heel and dive straight into her hatred for those she ultimately classed as ungrateful idiots in the lead-up to Mania 35. Number 4. Charlotte Flair Trying to get fans to relate to a performer whose father is Rick Bloody Flair 
fair, and one of the most naturally talented workers of her generation has been something of a tall order for both the Queen and WWE in general. So, after a number of failed attempts to generate sympathy from those in attendance consistently came across as, in her own words, whining and entitled over the years, Flair appears to have finally settled into the role of natural heel who doesn't need your support or affection. And no amount of questionable hate over the star routinely coming away with championship gold or being positioned high up the card looks set to stop Flair's all-conquering run under the WWE banner either. With the Queen clearly not in any rush to relinquish her spot anytime soon based on her comments last year to BT Sports. As she put it, so I'm just supposed to come this far to come this far and be like, alright, yep, take my spot. All these years of hard work, please just take it. No, if you're gonna take it, take it, but you're gonna have to take it from me. You tell him, Flair. Number 3, Brock Lesnar. The WWE landscape has most definitely been a far more entertaining one with Brock Lesnar causing chaos within it ever since returning to the sports entertainment giant in 2012. But for every meaty monster mash and jaw-dropping feat of carnage the beast incarnate has found himself at the center of over the last decade, there's still no getting away from the fact that the former UFC heavyweight champion generally finds more joy in lining his pockets with WWE dollar than he does putting smiles on fans' faces. And sniffing the chance to get even more eyes on their blockbuster beast in the wake of Lesnar's reported attempts to step back into the UFC in 2018, WWE had their universal champion lean into the fact that fans were a bit tired of having a star at the top who seemingly didn't give a toss about the business altogether. Look no further than the July 31st, 2018 edition of Raw that depicted the all-conquering champ confessing to Paul Heyman, I don't watch the show, Paul, why would I watch the show? A move that admittedly still couldn't convince folks to cheer for Roman Reigns, mind. Still, Brock and WWE knew there was more money to be made in this mercenary shtick, so this beast happily obliged. Number 2, Baron Corbin At a time when it's seemingly never been cooler to take a walk on the darker side of life within the wrestling world, happy sad king Baron Corbin, whatever you want to call him, proves that there is still life in the genuinely detested heel yet. Instead of trying to infuse his many gimmicks with the sort of edge that made the likes of Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch so damn hard to detest in recent times, Corbin has regularly found utter delight in being one of the folks within the industry that fans can find just about no redeemable features within. From absolutely eviscerating followers whenever they dare to cross him on Twitter, to happily not giving folks a reason to lose their minds over his in-ring work, outside of his admittedly excellent end of days, that is. There's a strong chance the one-time and unsuccessful Mr. Money in the Bank will happily play the universally loathed villain for the entirety of his time in the WWE Sun. And judging from his recent comments to believe in pro wrestling of his need to be booed by all being a release for me, don't expect to see Corbin steer away from your venom anytime soon. Number 1. MJF The fact Maxwell Jacob Freeman somehow managed to go from being the hottest wrestler not on television to instantly the legit top heel in AEW on night one of his comeback tour this month tells the story of a star who doesn't just play the bad guy, he bloody lives it. Simply refusing to drop the facade whenever he's in the presence of those who would no doubt give anything to hear him stumble or miss a step, the salt of the earth has already redefined what a modern heel is capable of when they're willing to commit their lives to the cause. Flipping off youngsters during fan signings, taking one quick glance at the line before arrogantly leaping over it during many a close-to-the-bone dynamite promo, just when it appears that MJF may have gone a touch too far, the devil goes and adds another despicable act to his ever-growing back catalogue of genuinely devious deeds. The world may be a far darker place with this particular piece of crap in it, but don't expect Maxwell to slow down both on AEW programming or away from the cameras until he inevitably lifts his AEW World Championship, which may not be too far away at all. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. 
We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't, right? Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. If you're a Shark Tank fan or business junkie, check out the podcast Another Bite. Each week, Another Bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of Shark Tank. The hosts break down each company's pitch, analyze the deals that were or weren't made, and answer the million-dollar question, are they still a company? Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a Shark Tank fan that just wants to relive the drama, Another Bite's your deep dive into the world of Shark Tank. Just search for Another Bite in your favorite podcast app, like the one you're listening to right now. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in-person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 